0: welcome to the rant i'm your host herman james and on today's episode we're going to be talking about diy my way welcome back i appreciate you tuning in and listening thanks for sharing the podcast with everyone at work and with your family i appreciate that without having you uh, being able to share i wouldn't be able to do this as much as i am and i really appreciate it about you I'd also like to thank everyone for all the input and feedback I've been getting at thehermanjames.com and on our social media, everything from Twitter to Instagram, Facebook, and everywhere in between. MySpace is still going for the few people that still have the MySpace. Uh, I've got some great feedback. I've been able to talk with a lot of different listeners about good topics and good ideas and just feedback from what they've heard and how they've incorporated what I've talked about on the show to their actual lives and real life events. I really appreciate all that feedback and the conversations. If you want to get in on any of that as well, you're always free to join in on the conversations on Twitter at Herman's Rant or just search me at The Rant with Herman James on Instagram as well as Facebook or thehermanjames.com. I've also got the email of therantwithhermanjames at gmail.com. Now, for today's episode, if you've been listening to me long enough, or we're friends, or we're talking on any of these social media networking, everyone knows that I like to do things myself DIY car repair, DIY home repair, pretty much DIY anything because I'm too cheap to want to pay anyone to do what I think I can already do. And if I can't physically do it right now, or I don't know how to do it. There's YouTube. YouTube everything, I can find 14 different ways of how to figure anything out. Whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, I can look at someone else's mistakes and how they did it, who are telling me how they've done it, I can take what they've done and extrapolate on that and make it better for myself to how I want to do things. Now, that's all fine and well for me, and it works because I have either the brains to do it or I'm just dumb enough to try pretty much anything. But I don't do things the easy or the hard way, I choose a third way. My way. You've got good ways, bad ways, smart ways, dumb ways. I, for some reason, look at what there is to do in an easy manner, and I am somehow able to make it way more difficult than it's supposed to be. Um, for instance, the most recent event that I've had in our house is the flusher on our toilet broke. Not a big deal. You can go to any hardware store, order on Amazon, wherever you want to get your stuff, and pick up a new one, unbolt it out of the tank, bolt it back on. No fuss, no muss, not not an issue. But, of course, I decided to take one small task and expand on that. Because I grew up watching Tim the Toolman Taylor on Home Improvement and do everything with more power. Ho, 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 ho. And so that's what I do. So instead of making a simple repair that would have been about twelve to nineteen dollars, I decide to upgrade the system, and I decide to get a dual flush high and low flow applicator to replace what was in there already. Because to be honest, when the flusher broke, I already had a little bit of a leak in there in the first place. And why not? You know, I can fix it, make it better, and actually potentially save us some money. So I spent an extra $5 on a high and low flow dual flush system. Get it home. Take it out of the box. Look at the toilet. Look at that. And I decide, I haven't done this thing before. I also don't like plumbing too much because water and things get everywhere. Unlike electricity, where I don't like to turn it off because I want instant results, I do turn the water off for the most part. And so I proceed into looking into the directions of what to do for this and they make no sense it says that it's a universal kit that should fit for most applications but most applications have a three inch diameter flush tube so all it means is the flapper that's in your tank when you flush when it pulls up and the water goes down that it's about three inch diameter that for those who do and don't care, or don't understand, that's what I'm talking about. Most of them have that. This says that this universal application won't work on that, but then it says it works for most toilets. So it says to remove all of the hardware. Well, in order to remove all of that hardware, you have to take the tank off of the back of the toilet, unbolt everything out of that, and then bolt the new one in, put everything back down, and then start putting in the flapper, the flush, all that kind of crap. Well, crap, well played. Um, I did that. Take everything out, and I then look at why it's not fitting the way it should fit and why I can't figure out how they're telling me it's supposed to go and what's working, what's not working. Then I realize, as I look a few steps further ahead in the installation process, They didn't actually take out the entire setup. They said to, I read that you're supposed to, but their pictures show different. I then say that they have an adapter inside of the entire setup to go on an old setup. So you don't have to remove everything because even if you did, they didn't have the entire components in the box to do a new setup. I was pissed. I'm pissed. I swear, it's punny and I'm not trying to be this time. But I'll take it. So, inevitably, I put the tank back on the back of the toilet. I put everything back together. I put in the new high-low-flow flusher. No more stick. It's some electrical, whatever, another, blah, 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 blah. I set the flows to the correct heights, and everything's good to go. I'm good for test flush number one. All said and good. Once I flush this, it goes down. Not a problem. I can then set the high-flow, low-flow, and be good with it. Well, because I don't do things the right way the first time. I don't do things the easy way. I've now taken a tank off that didn't need to be taken off. I flush the toilet and I inevitably forgot to put something back on and water just goes everywhere. It cascades out from behind the tank, up and around the back of the bowl. It is just it is like Niagara Falls in my bathroom. And so I turn the water back off. I Get a bunch and bunches of towels and car rags and everything to absorb all this stuff. And I'm cursing at myself. Looking around, I cannot figure out for the life of me why this isn't working. I mean, it worked just fine. It flushed perfectly fine before I took the tank off. What am I missing? How is this not working? Well, me being me, I forgot to put back on the washer. The gigantic rubber washer that goes from the downspout of the tank into the toilet bowl because I forgot to do that. It didn't seal up correctly, and water just shooting back off of it when it comes right down out of it. So, inevitably, now, I've got to redo what I didn't need to do the first time to undo my mess-up to redo the build all over again. Mind you, this is not the third time I've installed the same setup because I didn't do it right the first time because the fucking directions said to take everything out. Long story short on that one, it's all done. It's all good. It's in. It works perfectly fine. Now I've got high flow, low flow. You you swipe up, you get half flush. You swipe down, you get full flush. It is a new setup for an old toilet that works perfectly fine that no one's ever going to fucking know how to use because who the hell looks at the knob and sees the inscriptions on there that flush up for one, flush down for two? No one's going to know. I'll know and that's really what's going to matter because I'll be using it for the majority of the time and that's really all that matters. But the point is, If the directions were correct the first time on reading it, I wouldn't have had this problem. But the translation that they had on there is horseshit because it's worse than a Google Translate. It doesn't make sense. It leads you down the wrong path for what should have been a very quick 15, 20-minute installation and repair. Now, this isn't the first and only time this happens to me. It happens to me all the time. You can ask anyone. If a YouTube video or something says that this should take about 30 minutes to an hour, it's probably going to take me two hours to do, which is perfectly fine. Uh, by the way, we've got some uh, Loomis Basin Vindicator Brewing Company over here. Excuse me. That's the uh, Loomis Basin Brewing Company, the Vindicator IPA. Um, local brewery. Not too bad. A little hoppy good value for it i recommend it we'll have a picture of this in the uh social media we've got for us as well we'll also have a tag of it in all social media so if you're looking to pick this up i believe they've got this pretty much everywhere in uh Bel bellows save Marts, wherever you get stuff it's there it's this the local brewery kind of can you know just the typical aluminum can with the uh bluish purple kind of uh sticker that goes over it good beer um anyway So I I typically do more than I need to do when it comes to repairs. And that's simply because I want to do it myself because if it breaks, I only have me to blame. And if I need to repair it, I know how to do it because I've deconstructed it and I have reverse engineered what already went on there. So now I know how to replace, repair, fix and do things that way. It is better for me and better for the significant other because we don't have to call someone to fix things. We don't pay someone to do it. I'm able to figure it out. And if I can't figure it out, I can call upon some friends. We can look at it and figure it out amongst ourselves of what's going on. Sometimes we get lucky and we get it right the first time. Sometimes it takes us a time or two to figure out what's going on. But inevitably, it gets done. And that's really all that matters. So the issue I have when it comes to the home repair stuff, like the flusher is the parts you can pick up at, most hardware stores or big box stores or supermarkets, wherever you're going to look to pick up the information or pick up the product, online stores work fine too if you get that overnight shipping or two-day shipping, but it's the quality that you pay for for the product, the instructions that come with the product, if you one to read the instructions, and if you're looking at... Like shitty IKEA stuff where there is no word, you're putting the schlag in the schloing and the blog in the blue. Then you're looking at pictures and you have to look at what's well, like a millimeter difference in length or height from one piece to another piece because they didn't like put A, B, and C. And then you're also looking at, well, that's got two holes versus three holes where there's three holes on this side but they're spaced out weird. It they're just fucking confusing and God forbid. You had something to drink while you're trying to do this or you had something to smoke while you're trying to do this because you're fucked. You then put the flug in the slog and now you can't get it undone because if you ever built IKEA shit, you know once it's built, you can't take it apart. Once you take it apart, you're fucked. It's going to hell. That's why you can go to IKEA and they have got like a parts bin where people brought back broken things and they put the remaining parts in this big room that you can go and find random parts that are missing and try to put things back together, glue them together, nail them together. What do you have to do to get them put all back together or whatever pieces you're missing? Because it's not made to be put together and moved or put together and uh, deconstructed or moved somewhere else. It's just not. The particle board does not hold together that well and the glue is going to give away for a majority of what's going on for it, but that is what it is. So you get these products and you bring them home and now you're looking at How to build or how to upgrade or how to do things like that. That way you can figure it out. But if you've never done it before, you're looking at poor instructions, poor transition, poor pictures. So you're going to inevitably go to Google or YouTube, like I would do, and look at someone that's already done it because you can type in, you know, how to build an X, Y, or Z, how to install X, Y, or Z, and someone's going to show you exactly what they've done and how to do it. So you have a better idea of what's going on. But you have to take the time to look at that or just like I do not just say fuck it figure it out you can pretty much deduce how it's going to work and what's going to go and where and how it's going to go by looking at things and kind of putting them together side by side and pre-assembling them because you can't really call on people I mean when I bought the house that didn't have a garage door opener and I hadn't had a garage door opener in a house in about eight years so I wanted one so I bought the Ryobi garage door opener because it is app based on my phone. I can find out if I've closed the garage door or not after I've left. I can open it for other people. I can also attach a compressor to it, I have a Bluetooth speaker. I can attach a camera, parking meter, or I can attach an extension cord just to that one unit. I don't need numerous things all over the place, it's self-contained on the fucking ceiling, and don't need any worries about it. Now, that's all fine and dainty. But it came with a plate to mount to the garage door that didn't work right. So I had to get a separate plate that didn't come with the whole setup because of the type of garage door I have. Now I couldn't figure out how to attach it by the way the directions are having, so I had to call a garage door guy. And I just wanted to find out how the fuck this is supposed to lay on here. The guy wanted to charge me $150 to have him come out and do it because he said it was quote, too difficult to describe over the phone and didn't want me to screw it in too tight to my garage door opener and ruin the garage door. I told him, basically in nicer verbiage, to go fuck himself, and I sat there for another minute or two looking at the instructions, finding things on Google, looking how it looks, deducing the right way of putting it, where to put it, and I put it in correctly, and have no problems with have no problem with it since I installed it a few years ago and it's been perfect and have to fucking pay someone money to do it it's the same idea of when I took the wallpaper off of our master bathroom wall taking it down was a bitch inevitably it was some of the original wallpaper I think when the house was built in the 70s and it was just fucking caked on there for years and getting off was a pain in the ass but the issue I had is that they plastered the wall smooth wall which sounds great in theory, except for the other three walls in the bathroom were textured. So I'm not trying to spend hella money on cans of texture when I can buy a big bag and I can mix it and then get a spray gun to go on there and do it that way. And so I did, I was hesitant, really hesitant on doing that because I'd never done it before and I want to make sure the textures came out correctly and the knockdown was going to look proper and professional. So I did call a guy and ask how much it would cost to do half of a wall because i've got wayne's coating i don't get why people call it wayne's coding. it doesn't look like it's what we said wayne's and i watch too much hg tv and white americans saying wayne's is fucking weird i think it's property brothers that said that, but anyway just to have a guy come out and spray texture not paint anything else just to spray one half of one wall we'll look in at what's that 10 feet long by three feet tall so 30 square feet, he was going to charge me a minimum of $400 just to show up, just to show up. I did the whole thing for under 50. That's a lot of savings for doing it that way and taking care of it myself. And I'll notice it because I know my the process the procedures, and I know that I can see things that I've done because I specifically look for flaws and details. I don't know if many other people are going to look in there and be like, Oh, you for sure fucking this by yourself. We can see that this one wall look different. It does look a little bit different if you look at it. And if I didn't say anything, I don't think anyone would notice. But the point is, you have to think to yourself because people are trying to get fucking paid for everything minimal things. If that guy would have simply said, Hey, if you've got all the stuff, I will come use my spray gun. And it's gonna be 10 minutes worth of work. Call it 50 bucks for me traveling out there and doing it for gas and house. Done. Done deal. I would have been happier than a pig and shit and been all for it. Do what you do and have a good time with it, and I'm happy with that. Don't charge me for shit that you're gonna do minimally just to get the maximum amount of money out of me. I'm not stupid. I'm also not cheap. I'm not gonna pay you for that because it's fucking dumb. If you would have just said, I'll come and do it for a reasonable price, I would have kept calling that person over and over and over again to do it. But he didn't. Just like when we hired the father and son team to help us out in the house after doing the demo for some of the items that were here that shouldn't have been here, like a bonus in my garage that was torn down, looked like a fucking creepy rape dungeon, and then finishing off a wall and putting in a new door in place of a pocket door, fixing a pocket door. They did a great job. Job and all that at a great price. So, I had another idea I needed them to come out to help me with, and that was just after I did all the flooring in the house, I just needed them to cut and put transition strips in between the floors and the rooms. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal, and it probably isn't, but I've never done it, and I don't have the saws and the steady enough hand to cut the straight line. And then you have to drill into the concrete the strips to put the transition strips inside of that. Because if you break the transition strip, you actually can just peel it out and put a new one down. It's brilliant. It really is. I mean, I've got a carpentry associate who just says he just glues them to the ground and says, fuck it, they break. Rip them up, shave down the concrete, re-glue them. But this does seem a lot easier. It's a aluminum U that you bolt into the concrete foundation and then you put the transition strip inside it and just pops and clicks in like it would like Legos. And then if you break it, it pops and clips back out, put, cut a new one, put a new one down. Now, they wanted money to do that. And the reasonable enough price where I, I thought it's way worth my time not to do it and have you do it. Well, they got a third of the, I remember a phrase, the son got a third of the way done left and then never came back. Granted, he didn't charge me anything. He didn't say he wasn't coming back. He said he was going to go get a new bit because he didn't expect it to take this long and blah, 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 blah and then never came back. Now we had a garage sale. About a year later, he came for the garage sale, sold some stuff, and I looked at him, forgetting who he was, and I asked, How do I know him? He goes, Oh, I've worked on your house. And I remembered, You didn't really work. You showed up and then you quit. Your dad worked. Your dad did hella stuff. Your dad's trying to retire and give you his handyman company, and you're handing him fucking nothing in return. Good job. It's the last time we've called them, and I- I've done everything else since then because. I'm afraid that they're just going to quit on the job. Now, that sucks because the father was a good guy. He did really well, and I I don't have a problem with that. It's his son. His son, just half-assed millennial bullshit of, I'm not going to work too hard. Just give me the money. Oh, fuck you. Do the job right. You get return customers. I live in a community where they're looking for a handyman to be in the area, so one referral to another referral to another. You can do really, really well in the community I live in because... That's what they want. They want help. They want people to do things for them and help them do things. But when you get half acid, you're not going to get anywhere with that and you're not going to get a call back. And this part of the show is brought to you by ICE, I C E, the I Can't Even Company, the company that's brought you products like the first internet date get out early app. The app that will call and text you at a certain time when you set it up with your Bumble or Tinder account to get you out of there when you know it'd probably not be going well. Do you want to have a special message? Is someone going to die? Is someone in labor? Do you have to get out of there now? Have a pre-recorded conversation set up for you so you know exactly what to say, how to say it, and so it plays loud enough the speaker So they can just hear that you're not quite lying. Ice. I can't even company. Getting you out of dates since before you even got on them. Now, in addition to the home repairs and the landscaping and everything else I like to do around the house because I want to upgrade this stuff that we have Just for upgrading sake and because I like techie shit like the Nest thermostat or the gimmicky ass Echo Dot. They're fun to have. They're cool to do. It's super easy to install and have around. And then awesome. Plus, you get remote access to your own stuff. You're lazy as fuck. You don't have to get out of bed or off the couch if you want to turn up or down the temperature in the house. And you can call the fucking Echo Dot when you're not at home. And like I do, I have a security camera so I can see my dogs where they're at. And I can also call in on the dot and talk to the pet sitters, anyone else around there, because I can see who's around it, see the dogs are there, everything's okay, and it costs like 20 bucks, I mean, why not, why not do it? And in addition to all of the home tacky stuff I like, I also love to work on cars. Of course, I like doing the easy, small, minimal repairs, upgrades, things like that, you know, the biggest bang for your buck is always the best because you can put in a whole new stereo system or you can just put in a speaker or a microphone or an FM transmitter and attach it to what you already have in there and upgrade the speakers in the entire system and not pay jack shit for what you've got in the dash so when someone comes to steal your shit they look in the window and realize you don't have much to want to take and still have a great system and still hide it it's fantastic that's upgrade to have but i'm also all about doing my own repairs you know if you're alternator goes out your starter goes out you need to change your cables change your plugs do your oil changes change your diff oil gear oil whatever you want to call us up whatever you want to do i know some of you listening that are car guys know i've repeated myself and said the same thing two or three times in that one which is fine but that's what i prefer to do because again i'm cheap i'm not trying to pay people to do the same check and do by myself i can pay the same amount for one oil change maybe five or ten dollars more But have enough left over in oil and filters and everything else to do two or three more oil changes. So I'm gonna do that. Now I'm also super lazy in terms of wanting to be able to get out there and do it because now I've got to jack up my car or drive it up a ramp or a lift, clean things off, recycle the oil. That's more labor out of my time and my day and my effort to do, which You know, you think about yourself. What is it worth you doing? If it's worth you paying someone else to do it, do it. I've got no problem saying it's okay to do. I personally would rather do it myself and go that way because I'm super cheap. Now, some friends and family members know the same thing and they'll bring the cars to me and they will bring me over something to drink or something to eat. and That's a nice barter for it. It's cheaper for them. And I'm already going to do it anyway. I mean, I, I don't ask for anything for people to have me do stuff for them, and I'm, I'm more than willing to help because it's cyclical. Eventually, it's all going to come back to you in the first place, but what I'm not getting anymore is newer cars, the way that they're built, and the way that they're designed in the engine bays, the dress kits, so that people don't know what an engine looks like anymore. A lot of people open up the hood of their car and and see what they think is an engine. And it looks like a Tonka toy. It's all plastic coated. You can't tell where anything is. And just to get to the instruments or the devices you need to change. You have to take off all this plastic protective coating bullshit. With these plastic fucking pop fucking bolts and rivets. That don't want to hold in the first place. It's fucking annoying. It's a 30 minute job just to get that shit taken off. And that in itself is ridiculous. Because if I want to change a dispensable item, something that's going to wear, it's going to give out, that should be easily accessible. I shouldn't have to do all that bullshit, but because people don't know what the fuck they're doing, they want everything to look nice when you open the hood because they don't want to see grime and dirt and how shit fucking actually works. They just want to see nice and shiny plastic. That's right, plastic. Over everything. It's ridiculous. Now, for those of you who don't do your own auto repair, whether it is you don't want to, don't know how to, or just don't care to, that's fine. But realize that dress kit that's under the hood of your car, you're now paying a mechanic, dealerships even more, to undo that dress kit and redo that dress kit. If it takes five, 10, 15 minutes to undo it, takes that same amount to redo it and when you're paying 100 115 150 160 dollars an hour to do auto repairs just taking that shit on and off that's gonna cost you a lot of money because these guys are doing it for you so when you pop the hood it looks nice and pretty because you can't see shit An engine, to me, is what's pretty. Looking at an engine, seeing what's going in there, hearing the roar of it, that's a beautiful thing. Seeing plastic on the top of a fucking engine base, not the bee's knees. Not my favorite thing. Also, when did changing an alternator become a four and a half hour job? 2012 Camry. Alternator went out. I was going to do the repairs myself, fortunately the car's on a warranty so i didn't have to and didn't have to spend the time in my garage to do it which i'm happy for because if you're here in the northern california area it was raining it was cold it was just shitty we need the rain i understand that especially with the campfire that was going out there and for those of you don't know what that is it's not a campfire like a fire at a campground it is a big fire in the city of camp and it it's altogether bad it was a bad fire and fortunately it's all over but neither here nor there donate to those people make sure you get to the local charities whatever needs to get to to make sure those guys are taken care of Um, but for the auto repair on a rainy day for me it it just it was going to be a long night and early morning to get up to go back to work now before I YouTubed uh, the repair on that one i let the better half know not a problem hour hour and a half tops high ball on it because an alternator is a belt you have to release the belt tensioner two bolts one secures it one's a swing out unplug it in replug two bolts belt back on tension down done out and gone that's on normal cars what i consider normal car older cars and just regular cars newer cars have snub nose engine bays now. They have specifically designed things so what I like to say is people in the back seat can have more fucking legroom. Fuck you. I am six foot one and if I'm sitting in the back seat, I know it's not going to be comfortable. I'm going to be uncomfortable. Just be that way. Understand that. Because now you've got companies like Toyota who put bolts and hoses and apparatuses all in the way of a dispensable item and a fucking alternator. You have to take out half a fucking cooling system just to get this goddamn thing to swing up to undo a bolt to get it out, to undo two more bolts to put it back in and get things back together. Then refill your cooling system, burp the system, make sure you don't overheat, have enough coolant within that. Make sure all the hose clamps are down tight enough. And then, once it's all good to go, you then have to put back on that nice, pretty dress kit to make the engine look all nice and plasticky like a fucking Tonka toy. Ridiculous. How this came out for as minimal of a zeroed out receipt as it did is ridiculous because most shops are going to charge you, in my area, about $100, $110 an hour to do labor. Bare bones. Four and a half hours labor right there. You were looking at over $400 in just labor. I bought the all-tanner myself at a shop. The shop charged me $360 with a core charge included in that. Core charge, excuse me, in that. And that's ridiculous. I've never been charged so much for an all-tanner in my life. So we're looking at what, A third party company would charge me for an OEM spec alternator. Anyone knows anything about dealerships is they charge you more for the dealer OEM part. They put on this receipt that four hours of labor came out to roughly $23 an hour. And the part cost $200 and I think $230, I think it was. Horse shit. Horse shit. No way are you telling me a four and a half hour job, including the parts gonna cost you less than five hundred dollars. Not gonna happen. But they wanna make you think that if you take your car back there because you saw this receipt, they'll they'll give you a good price. There's no way twenty three dollars an hour for labor is happening at a mechanic shop anywhere at all in this country. Not happening. But they've done that to you because they're trying to make sure that you know that when something else breaks down that's not covered under warranty or something that you can't fix, you can go to them because they're going to rip you the fuck off. You got that one receipt, you thought it was a good idea, you're going to go back again and show them, compare one to the other, and they're going to say, well, that's what we charge for warranty labor. Fuck you. It's not the fucking same thing. The issue I have with this is my way of doing things would have been a lot different they want you to take off a wheel, get to an access door, take this off, take that off, undo this. I know I'm not going to do that. I've got the tools, I've got the ability to reach around specific things and under certain parts of an engine where I don't have to worry about taking off a tire and getting to a fucking access door, doing this and that. It it wasn't going to happen that way. Was that going to be easier or harder? I, I don't know, I didn't do it. I can guaranteeably say for me it would have been easier and when it came to the reassembly that would have been easier because I wouldn't have had to have the car sitting on a jack to take a tire off and then reassess that and re-install uh, the tire and put everything back on I wouldn't have had to worry about that bullshit and having to do it because I'm not doing it that way that's the way the book tells you to do it but you see these guys on YouTube are like okay it says this but this is how I did it it's quicker this way If a guy on YouTube can walk through the entire disassembly and reassembly of the exact same part, the exact same car in an hour, how the fuck is a four and a half hour spec job and how the fuck does this garage take eight and a half hours, eight and a half hours to do this? One job, one job astounds me this is why people are afraid to go to mechanic shops are afraid to get ripped off or people can overcharge them because a guy on youtube can do this shit an hour but it took you eight eight and a half hours in a garage to do it this guy in a fucking parking lot on youtube who didn't have any cut shots did it quicker than you and you're telling me you were worth over a hundred dollars an hour to do this ridiculous speaking of getting ripped off I just heard today at my office, we just move buildings. Uh, there's a contract in place with the building that we rent our office out of that we have to use the handyman or contractors of their choice. And I, I thought that would be all good and dandy until hanging two TVs mounting, two TV mounts to a wall. It's going to cost us $860. Eight, six, zero. To mount two TVs that we already have the mounts for, the brackets for, the HDMI cables for, the TVs for, they just have to be put on the fucking wall and they won't allow us to do it. They have to have their contractor do it. We have to pay them. Talk about a fucking come up. I have mounted TVs in my house, buried the fucking cables in the wall, and done that in less time than it would take. Excuse me. And last time, they don't take them to mount both TVs guaranteed and they're going to get paid $860 to do a shitty fucking half an hour job. Even if you highball it at a two hour job. That is still $430 an hour. That's a lawyer that you're hiring because you definitely did it. That's some OJ shit right there. You're like, OJ, you you didn't think you did it? Really? Really? OJ killed the bitch. We all know that. And that's just an endearing term, by the way, people. Don't get offended. Girls are bitches. Guys are bitches. They're all bitches. Not good or bad bitches, just bitches. It's okay. And OJ did do it. Now, there are three ways of doing things. There is the easy way, the hard way, and my way. My way might not be the easiest way to do it every time, but it might not be the hardest way to do it every time. Could be the easiest, could be the hardest. It's that gray zone of the in-betweens. I might not be the quickest at getting it done. I might not get it done correctly the first time. However, I could get it done right the first time, and I could even get it done quickly if I even mess up one time which is great because I did it, my way. I was able to read, look out, research, do, purchase, install, repair, upgrade, whatever the fuck it is, I was able to do it. I took the effort, I took the time, and I took the responsibility of doing that. It was my choice. I was the one that chose to do this repair, I was the one that chose to do this upgrade, this maintenance, I was the one that did that. Whether it was done easily, whether it was done hard, whether it was done smart or dumb, whatever anyone's perception of of how it was done, it doesn't fucking matter. It got done. It was done properly by the end and it was efficient. I did it because I want to do it because I have the ability to do it. And I don't give two shits what other people's perception of that is going to be. You shouldn't either. If you're going to do something, just do it. Get it done the way that you know how to do it. If you don't know how to do it, fuck it. You want to try it anyways? Do it anyway. Do not give two shits about other people's perception of what you're going to do and how your outcome is going to be because the fact of the matter is you're going to do it. You're going to be able to say that you've accomplished something that other people have not accomplished. You're able to do something other people are not able to do because they're not willing to or they're afraid to. So I don't give a fuck the way I did things was not the same way someone else did things and it wasn't the way someone else would do it if they were going to. I don't give two shits about that because it's not your shit to be done. I did this I did it on my own free will of my own validity and that's all that matters. And the fact of the matter is, is if I have to redo it, I can. And when I want to upgrade it, I'm going to. When I need to repair something, I can. I don't have to call someone else to do it because I know how to do it. Yeah might not be the fastest way of doing it. It might not get done in a time frame where I would hope it'd be done quicker or anyone else would hope it'd be done quicker, but it's done. And it's done the way I want to do it. It didn't get put off and postponed and broken to sit there because I'll do it later because I want to get it done now. I want to get it done now because I'm probably going to try to upgrade it later or figure out how to add to it in the long run. But the fact of the matter is there is going to be Three ways of doing things in this world. Your way, my way, and that way in the middle, the way it really gets done. Because it's not going to be the same for everyone. Instructions don't mean anything to most people. And pictures are what a lot of people look at as well. But they're fucked up in the first place. In the long run, it just comes down to how you're going to do it. You're going to look at something that you want to have accomplished. And you have to internalize. Do you want to do it yourself? Do you want to pay someone to do it? What are you afraid of? Why are you afraid of doing it yourself? What's your biggest fear that's going to come out wrong? Inevitably, it's probably going to be wrong. Something in root of you doing it is going to be wrong. You're then going to learn from doing it. Think about everything else you've done in this world. You didn't come out of the womb speaking. You had to learn how to do it. Now, why not try something else? Gardening? Fuck gardening. I hate gardening. But you love it? Try it. Figure it out. What's the worst that can happen? You'd kill a 50-cent plant. No harm, no foul. Auto repair? Go to town, change your oil, change your spark plugs. Don't how to do it? YouTube. Just start doing it yourself. Because the fact of the matter is we have become a society that wants to look at the pretty and not do the manual labor, not get our hands dirty and worry about how the nuts and the bolts of things work and how to repair, fix, and mend our own shit. We pay people way too much to do way too little. We also have a society that's running out of the ability and the people to repair things for us because we put a mindset forth in this society that everyone needs to go to college and get a high-paying executive account job. Meanwhile, these guys hanging fucking TVs in my office are getting $430 an hour to do some shit that you can do in your house for half an hour for no cost, no price. So where does the logic on that make sense? It doesn't. Roll up your sleeves, get dirty, and start doing it yourself. Do it your way. Make sure you understand how you're gonna do it, Reverse engineership if you have to, but do it. DIY. Well, that's all the time we've got for this episode. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and sharing. Without you, I can't make this possible and we wouldn't be going international as far as we are at this time. Please don't forget to like and share this app with all your friends and family we're on all the social media platforms everything from twitter instagram facebook and myspace i love myspace don't forget to check out the no phony podcast network i am a proud and representing member of the no phony podcast network it's nophonynetwork.com network.com these guys have great things if you're looking to check out fancy football picks for the end of the season coming up if you're looking for great movie picks if you're looking for some social commentary as well as political views check out the no phony podcast network or you can check them out on twitter at no phony uh don't forget to shoot me an email if you want to get heard on here if you have any ideas for me some feedback the rant with herman james at gmail.com is going to be the email address to hit me up at don't forget to check out thehermanjames.com and don't forget if you're trying to get your products reviewed your products spoken up to on this podcast as well as shared on our massive international social media platform shoot any information you want to get to me over at TheRantWithHermanJames at gmail.com. Hit up TheHermanJames.com for any information you're looking to try to get towards us and get out to the social media platforms we've got as well as our listeners. Other than that, can't wait to be your yours next week.